Welcome to Our Sleeve Life Podcast, hosted by Kelly and Mel, who both got gastric sleeve surgery five years apart. We wanted to create a supportive family with full transparency by sharing our stories as well as others from the community. We are breaking the stigma of weight loss and weight loss surgery one episode at a time. Hey, guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. (laughs) No. So if you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor immediately. Yes. And that includes diets, surgeries, and exercise. We love you guys, and we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family. That's right. So be careful and consult your doctor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back, OSLP family. Welcome, welcome. You are listening to Our Sleeve Life Podcast, and this is Kelly. This is Mel. And we have such a fun guest in, well, I I always want to say in In the studio, studio, but (laughs) over Zoom. One day. One day we will have all these (sighs) wonderful interviews in our actual studio. But seriously, over Zoom today, we are going to interview such an amazing lady. Someone's so inspiring. When I started watching her journeys, I was like, oh, my God, she's like killing it and you can see it in her eyes that she wants it like yes that just like passion and attitude comes through those and I was like I feel her I can feel it from here that's the motivation (laughs) when you can see it in their eyes of their photos you're like yes yes let's do it let's get this done yeah so we're stoked that we I reached out to her and she was down for this and so without further ado it's Amber Amber bypassing yes welcome Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Of course. We are excited that you agreed to be on. Yes. Because I know not everybody can talk like we do. (laughs) (laughs) So not everybody wants to be as open as we are. I think the open part, yeah. Yes, about their journey. So we appreciate you coming on and talking about your journey. And usually our first question for you is where did your journey start? Where did you notice that weight had become an issue? Um, was it when you were a kid, a little bit more high school? Where did where did your journey start? Well, practically all my life, I've been overweight. My family is overweight. My mom, or herself, she was overweight. So okay. I been like this I guess from birth (laughs) but I truly started noticing then of course you know in elementary school Mm -hmm. I used to get called a big girl or a fat girl Mm -hmm. but high school years because you know that's when you start liking boys and finding yourself Mm -hmm. and you notice like everyone will put you in that um designated fat friend zone oh, like yes you're typically you're funny or they come to you for advice or they need help with homework so I was starting to notice you know my high school years okay. and of course I did not go to like a um, brick and mortar college I did everything strictly online just oh. because I was insecure about my weight so oh really um, my undergrad my master's wow. and I'm working on my doctorate now everything has been strictly online so I've never had that like face-to-face experience that people had, which I regret now, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I never had that chance. But my wake-up call was in 2015. I was 25 years old at the time, yeah. um, having a normal day, just sitting at home, eating pizza. But it was an extra-large pizza from Papa John's, not a large. Okay, and, oh, okay. Papa John's gets you every time. Yeah, yeah they're cheese yeah, bread, man. <laughs> that garlic butter sauce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all the time yes but um 
I noticed something was wrong. Like I know the difference from being morbidly overweight and like what's going on, Amber? Something is not right with your body. Okay. And so with that being said, um, I waited like an hour after eating and I just started feeling like a weird tingling feeling. You know, like when you're, you can be sitting on the toilet or doing something, and your feet go to sleep and yeah. it's like pins and needles. Well, that's how the left side of my body was feeling. I've never, ever in my life felt that before. Okay. So that was alarming to me. So I ended up driving myself to um, one of our hospitals here in Atlanta called Atlanta Medical South. And as soon as I walked in, they was like, stroke. That's all I remember. Oh, shit. Yeah, so Whoa. I ended up having a um a mini stroke. Okay. Um, and that was due to you know me being morbidly obese and just the wear and tear on my body, and that was my wake up call. You know, like having a stroke at the age of twenty five years 25. old. Twenty five. You're not supposed to be having a stroke. You're supposed mm. to be living life. And yeah. Doing whatever you want to do. You know. Finding out your career moves, but no, I was sitting in a hospital bed, weighing five hundred and sixty-five pounds, oh one bite away from death. Wow! Dang, girl, mm-hmm. I feel for you. That's mm-hmm. rough. Wow. <laughs> what um what happened after you had your stroke? Did you go straight into like, okay, I've got to do something about my weight, or was it kind of denial? What What was there? What were you thinking after? Believe it or not, I believe in angels. Um, right after I, I guess I woke up from being in the hospital and everything, I had this doctor that was really, at the time I would say mean, but when I look back, I needed that. Okay. Um, she knew me on first name basis just because I was always going to the emergency room with mm. things related to my weight. You know, uh, either my heart hurts or I'm out of breath or I'm passing out at work or just little things that's weight loss. But I mean, not weight loss, but weight related. Yes. Right. Yeah. So when I woke up, she didn't call me Miss Middlebrook. She was like, Amber, the next time you come through here, through the emergency room, and if I'm the doctor on the staff, I'm going to let you die. And I'm like, what? Ooh. What you mean you're going to let me die? And she was just like, why should I sacrifice trying to save you when there's other people who truly want to live. Every time you mm-hmm. come, your weight is going up. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. were just here two weeks ago. You just gained 20 pounds. You don't take your life seriously. Why should I take your life serious? So her saying that to me, of course, you know, when you're overweight, everyone always constantly tell you, you need to lose weight. You need to push back on food. You need mm-hmm. to do this. I was in that mind zone. I didn't care. I didn't want to hear that. So yeah. she mm-hmm. was really pissing me off like, you're That's a harsh thing to, to say, though. Like, yeah. they have to take, yeah. like, damn. That like, is harsh. Yeah. Oof. Like, you want me to die? You, you, you don't care? Mm. So she was just like, we need to figure out something about this weight. You know, this yeah. may be your last time here, seriously, because mm. you just had a stroke. You're almost close to 600 pounds. Look at you. You can barely walk. Mm. You know, you're constantly out of breath. You have, you on all these types of medications. Mm. So, you know, I'm listening to her. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm depressed. Like all of these things yeah. are running through my mind. But I felt that, like, I felt like she needed to tell me that. Yeah. Mm. But this is where I get in. And I tell everybody this story. This is where I believe in angels. Okay. So the whole entire time while I'm having this conversation with this lady, she walk out the room. Okay. Ten minutes later, a male doctor walk in. He was like, Hi, Miss Middlebrooks, I'm your doctor. I'm like, No, I just spoke to a lady. He was like, What lady? I'm the doctor on the staff. He pointed to his name on the board, because like in hospital rooms, they have your name on the board and yeah. the reason why you're here, who's the doctor, who's your own nurse. 
the whole entire time, I guess I was speaking to an angel. That lady never existed. People didn't know who I was talking about. I described Whoa. her to the T. I'm like, she looks like this. Wow. She had her hair and pretty curls. They were like, no, 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 no. I don't know who you're talking about. You you just woke up from a stroke. You you know, you're hallucinating. I'm like, no, I just say I had a heart and a heart with this lady. Like she knew my name. She's mm-hmm. seen me before. It was really weird. So after the doctor left out, um, there was a lady, I guess she worked with environmental services. She was in the room the entire time. She was cleaning up like the other part of the room. Mm-hmm. She came to me and said, you're not crazy. Not at all. Yes, I saw you have that conversation, but you was talking to yourself. But I figured oh. that you probably seen an angel or a spirit, but you're not crazy. You're not crazy about one dick. And whatever you was talking to or what was going on, listen to them. Yeah. So when I thought about that, I was like, maybe that was my mom coming into the doctor form because I lost my mom in 2013. Oh. I was like, maybe that was her. She would have talked to me like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was like definitely like my wake up call. Like I felt like, OK, you're getting a second chance at life and you need to figure out what you're going to do. And you need to do it quick because, mm-hmm. of course, my weight was I was gaining weight quickly and I was depressed I was still missing my mom I had a lot of weight on my shoulders I had to become when I say become a mom my mom when she died my brother was 16 so I had to get custody of him so being a mom at the age of 22 to a 16 year old you know oh, damn you know, that's a lot on your plate. Plus I was in school, you know, working on my bachelor's. So it was mm-hmm. just so much I was just going through through that time. So I ended up um going home. And it happened in November. So around that time, that's when the market is open for you to get insurance. Oh, and yeah. I signed up for um, healthcare.gov or as everyone say, Obamacare. Obamacare. Okay, yeah. Signed up all for right. the Obamacare. Oh, good, good. And, um, you know, I looked at all the plans and I ended up choosing the Humana plan and they cover the bariatric services. So, and that's when I jump started, 2016, you know, let's get this thing on the roll. I want to go ahead and go weight loss surgery. I was doing my research before. I'm really happy about it and confident. That's how we got started with, you know, getting the bariatric surgery. That's awesome. So you decided to get bariatric surgery. How did you did? How did you tell your friends and family about that? Was it just very normal for you to be like, hey, this is what I'm doing? Or was it kind of like you had to prepare them a little bit? No, well. If you know me, you know, I'm very transparent on all my social media platforms. Mm -hmm. So I've always been very open about my life and like my highs and my lows and things. So this was just something that everyone was super excited for. So like if you watch my documentary, I have a four part documentary, you know, leading up to the day of surgery. I have over like 50 social media friends that like made videos for me, wishing me or rooting me on for the surgery. People in my hometown, old teachers and things damn so everyone was pretty much was on board with it they was excited you know I went live the day of surgery while I was waiting in the room until you know they called me back to the Mm -hmm. operating room and I had like 300 views on my Facebook I didn't have an Instagram at the time so everyone was super excited they were happy for me they knew like that is something I always wanted to do was lose the weight yeah so you know everyone was that was rooting for me. That's awesome. That's that, a what great. A, what a, yeah, what a great feeling to know that you have so much support behind you, and that you, you are going into this surgery knowing that you're fully supported no matter what happens. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's you. fantastic. I love that. Yeah, you had some fighters in the corner for you. They're just like, yeah. she's gonna kill and this. Angel. Great, the morning. 
Yes, Add your angel. Pray. Yes. Yes, my mom for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah, when you told that story, I got chills. Goosebumps. I yeah. was just like, oh my gosh, like what a sign to be like. I always you have keep to... her near me. I always keep a picture Aww, of her near me. <laughs> I love that. Thank That's you. so awesome. Thank yeah, you. I think... Go ahead. I was like, yeah, because I feel you on that because you said yours, pa- your mom passed 2013, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. mine, my dad yeah. passed like the 2012. Um, and that's wow. what kickstarted all my health stuff. So it sounds like with your mom, because you had to take on so much, like how much weight mm-hmm. do you think you may have gained between your mom passing versus 200, 200. something? When my mom died, Damn. I was like in my threes. I can't give you the exact amount, right. but I know I was in my threes. Wow. So okay. by the time, for surgery, I'm wearing a size 48 in women. When she was alive, I probably was like, like in 28, 30 okay. women. So you yeah, doubled. So you gained. doubled. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And that grief. I mean, that's, um, I feel yeah. like food, yeah. even to this day, is a, is a comfort. <laughs> And Fuck yeah, it is. you know, whether you're it going is. through grief or happy or sadness, mm-hmm. like you always know that food is going to be there and keep you safe. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. until it doesn't. Right. You know, exactly. Um, but even like even now, like I still find myself sometimes going like just drifting towards that food. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you're not doing me any good. So why am I right. why am I still using mm-hmm. you as a crutch? Oh, yeah, because this past right. weekend, you were upset, and I was like, you okay? And you're like, I just want a fucking slice of cake. And I'm yeah, like, I was like, I just want to go into my bedroom, eat some fucking cake, and go to sleep. Like, that's what I want to do. I was like, and I didn't. Right, right. I didn't. I was good. But right. I feel you on, like, but eating going for... towards food and using, you know, like you said, extra large pizza, like, all mm-hmm. to yourself. I, I remember doing that, like, getting two meals from, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl's Jr. or, you know, and eating all of it. Let me tell you what I used to do because I I was embarrassed. So my friends, (laughs) I love them so much. (laughs) I would call them and be like, hey, okay, I'm getting ready to order. I want you to play like you ordering something, but it's really for me. Oh, so when I get there, yeah. I order my food and I'm like, hey, girl, what you saying? Well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're not saying anything. And I'm like, all right, so can I get this, this, this? So they went like prejudging, like, wow, yeah. look at this big girl ordering all this food. Yeah. But it was all for me. But I had friends that would enable me, you know, you know, to be there for me while I'm ordering all this food. Mm-hmm. So people would say, yeah, wow, that's a lot of food for her. So yeah. I understand when it comes oh, yeah. to like ordering two or three meals or like I go out to eat. I order a whole meal and then I would take a whole meal home. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I know that people that time. would do like the not the call, but they would order more drinks so it looked like there was more people. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. And just during that whole time when my mother died, I coped with food. So I stopped going out. I had a successful hair. Um, extension company where I would sell hair weave. Okay. I let that company go because I was just super depressed. I just stayed mm. in the house and I just cope with food, mm. food, food. I didn't go mm. anywhere. And because of the world we live in, I can just order everything I want for clothes, groceries. Yep. Yeah. Um, my brother, I had my own, you know, I can do my laundry at home. Mm. I can pay bills online. So mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't really need to leave the house. And then mm-hmm. when I did leave the house, it was just probably to the hospital, to the doctor to get a refill on medication. And then mm-hmm. I'm back in the house. So from age, excuse me, my mom was 
I was 22 when my mom died. So it was one year before, I mean, one month before my birthday. Mm. So from age like 23, 24, I spent that inside. Like people used to try to get me out. Mm. I would make so many excuses. I just felt better being inside. And like you say, I yeah. cooked for food. Food was my best friend. Yeah. And I'm sad. I'm eating when I'm happy. I'm eating. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm a gamer. So I had my game friends. So I was like, nice. I don't need the real world. Yeah. I'm playing Second Life on the computer. I'm on an Xbox with my friends. I didn't need the outside world. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that I'm killing myself slowly, but mm-hmm. sure. You know? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Cool. And if you have a setup like that, like it's probably yeah. hard to see for a while of like what you're really yeah. doing to yourself mm-hmm. because like mm-hmm. um, with this, I mean, you, you were probably obviously ready to go for COVID. Like, you know how to live <laughs> deal with yeah. this bullshit. Um, yeah. But I have a 14 year old and he loves to game. And because of the COVID, like you just forget, like you need to move, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Sure. And so I have to like remind him, like, you got to get up, you got to keep moving, like video games, you can't just sit there. Like, I know that's your life right now and your whole world's in that, but mm. we got to keep you moving. It's hard. Yeah. hard. It's it's very, very hard. Um, speaking of medication. So what other health issues did you have before you had surgery? Sure. Um, high blood pressure. Okay. Um, I always had low iron deficiency. Um, what else? I suffer with um osteoarthritis. I still suffer with to that to this oh, okay. day and both yeah. of my knees. It oh. sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um any other medication? That was pretty much it. I just had high oh, I'm sorry, PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome. Okay. Yes. Okay. That was crazy. My menstruals where I can be on six months or sometimes a whole entire year. And that also, you know poured over into my iron deficiencies because mm. if I'm on my period for a whole year, I'm losing so, so much blood. blood. So it was oh. Just, oh yeah. It was crazy where I can go a whole year without, you know, having a menstrual. So those was my two top things, the high blood pressure and the um, PCOS. And okay. they had me on so many different medications trying to figure out how to control my menstrual and control my blood pressure. They didn't know what to do. And the only thing they kept saying was you need to lose the weight. Mm. You need to lose the weight. You need to cut back, but I didn't want to hear that bullshit. I was just like, yeah, Whatever, okay. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll lose weight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then you go home yeah. and you go right back into your same cycle. Yep. Oh, nothing no. sticks. When I leave the hospital, I'm going to order a whole bunch of junk food so I can be good when I get home because I'm not um, coming back out. So. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Um, did you know diabetes or anything like that? No, I was pre-diabetic, but okay. thank the most high. No, I did not have any diabetes. Okay, awesome. And then sleep apnea. I definitely had sleep apnea. Okay. I did not know I had that until I was going for surgery. Okay. I had to go take a sleep study test. Yep, right. But, you know, I used to suffer with headaches. Like I used to complain. I would wake up with a headache. Why am I waking up with a headache? Mm-hmm. When you have sleep, you're supposed to feel well rested. Mm-hmm. I will wake up with a headache. So once I did the sleep study, they was like, yeah, you have sleep apnea. So I had to sleep with a CPAP machine. Mm-hmm. And I think my number was like 10 on the machine. Um, it was mild sleep apnea. But okay. once I got on that machine, my sleeping was better. Like I woke up, felt well rested. Oh, to good. the point where I was slobbing out the mouth. Like, oh, no, I, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you would yes. get that sleep and you're like, oh, oh what is it yeah. like yes, to have like, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> yes. Uh, what yes. is it like to use um, a CPAP machine? At first, um, I felt embarrassed. I was like, wow, you know, I've gotten to this point where I have to use a machine to mm-hmm. help me sleep because mm-hmm. I'm 
stop breathing in my sleep. You know, I was embarrassed. The first week, it was very uncomfortable. So I had the one that looks like a, a COVID mask. Okay. <laughs> you know, you put it over your face because I couldn't deal with the one in your nose. I'm like, this keeps falling out. Yeah. And I sleep. Um, I sleep on my stomach. Yeah. So I'm like, this uh, this not working out. So yeah. of course I went back. They gave me the one over the mask. So the first week it was weird just having this foreign object over your face mm-hmm. and you know it's there. You can hear the noise. But by that second or third week, like I said, that was the best sleep I have had in like two years. I wasn't waking up with headaches. Wow. Um, I felt a little energy. And I just felt really good about it. So I had to wear the seatbelt machine during the whole entire like surgery process, you okay. know, beginning the surgery, um, even the day of surgery. And probably like another month after I had weight loss surgery. And then after that, my sleep doctor cleared me to not wear it anymore. And I still have it. It's still in the closet. <laughs> just- I see it. I keep it as a reminder, like, mm. Don't ever go back. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. good reminder. That's a really good reminder. Who was your uh, surgeon? Yes, yeah, so my surgeon was Dr. Kevin McGill at Piedmont Atlanta Hospital. Awesome. Nice. And you liked him? Yes. I love him. I just saw him um, last month and he called me his special patient. Aww. The reason he called me his special patient because he hadn't operated around that time on someone my size in a long time. And <clears throat> excuse me, I wouldn't everyone want to get the sleeve so it's really rare when you hear people want to get the bypass so when I say yes I want to get the gastric bypass he's like well cool I wanted to recommend that to you but if you wanted to get the sleeve you know I always try to make my patients happy if we can meet in the middle so for me being you know 500 plus pounds Mm -hmm. getting the gastric bypass he was super he was more excited to do it than me getting the oh wow yes yeah he loved what he do and I love him. Like, he's like, you're like a little, my mini celebrity. So many people call up here and say, Hey, I saw Amber bypass page and I want to get the surgery. I see you in Atlanta. I want to oh, fly cool. down. Yay. So he was just like, yeah, every month someone's calling up here or they come here and they show me your Instagram. And he was just like, you're one of my biggest success stories. So Aww. I love, love, love him. And another thing I love about him. Um, so, you know, that show family by the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first season they was filming it, I, I was actually on the floor when they was feminine. So my doctor and Dr. Proctor was their best friends and they used to operate in the same um, practice until he got his own office. So when they was filming that family, I got a chance to see it and I thought it was cool because uh-huh. I've never seen how TV shows was filmed. Uh-huh. So when I was going to walk, 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 sip, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> I would go peek around the corner and I'm like, wow, it's a whole production thing. Yeah. Like they have the whole wing of a hospital closed off. Wow. But I was peeking and I just thought it was so cool to how see a live TV show being filmed. Yeah, and that is it. really cool. I like that. Yes. It yes. probably gave you... Um, um, some motivation too. be like, okay, yes. these people are doing it. And I can what, do it. Yes. Yeah. yes. And what made me bring that up? So they offer it to both Dr. Proctor and my surgeon, but my surgeon said, no, he don't want to go in towards like the TV and the reality. He do it because he loved doing this. And this mm. is his passion. And for him to say that, I'm like, wow, that takes a lot because yeah. everyone want to be famous. Everyone yeah. want to be on TV. You know, everyone want the extra money for him to say, no, I'm mm. content and happy with just being who I am and practicing at Piedmont. I don't want that. I just want to stay here. That really made me feel good and that I chose him as a surgeon, you know. Yeah, that just shows <laughs> a lot amazing. of your character, like yeah. doing stuff yeah. like that. Definitely. What I like made that. you um 
choose bypass oversleeve? What was your deciding factors? Um, I actually didn't learn about the gastric sleeve until I started going to different like surgeons. So he was my third surgeon. So just oh. to give you guys a brief. Yeah, definitely. I went to um, Peachtree Bariatrics in Atlanta started off in January. They lost my paperwork twice. So oh. by them losing my paperwork twice, I had to start everything over, over. all the clearances. I go see the cardiologist, the sleep study, the psychiatrist. They lost it twice. So that really just put a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, I'm like, yeah. if you're losing my paperwork twice, you wouldn't care about my life. Yeah. Even though yeah. it wasn't the actual surgeon, it was his office. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, nah, I need mm-hmm. to find someone else. Yeah. He should so have better staff than that. <laughs> yeah. So mind you, that's from January to June. I only have one year on this insurance because the next year we was getting a new president and they changed the way with um, how the healthcare, the things that they cover. So I'm in a crunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're in like June, 2016. I have to find another surgeon. I found another surgeon um, that was Dr. Shanita Johnson. She was amazing. But the reason I didn't go forward with her is because she had just came over to Morehouse Healthcare and the insurance, something about when you switch over, it takes a couple of months for insurance to kick in and pay for things. Right. So they was like, because she's new, uh, it's a whole new process. She's still affiliated with a different hospital and a different practice. So she probably won't get, we probably won't start a self insurance for her until like late December. I'm like, by that time, I'm mm, like, no, nope. no, no, no. Mm. So I jumped back on social media. I'm like, help. <laughs> <laughs> I need a surgeon that's yeah. in Atlanta that takes Humana insurance. Somebody please help me. Then I started seeing people like, well, go to Dr. McGill, go look at um, um, Piedmont Hospital. They have a really good bariatric program. So that's how I chose Dr. McGill. Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. I like that. Yeah. I like that, that you yeah. went through a journey all in itself to find him. Yes. So I feel like you were kind of, there was a reason why they lost your paperwork right? twice. Yes. Like, every, yes, yes. Everything has a that. reason, right? Like, yes. that, I really, really believe in that. Like, there is a reason for everything. Well, and her whole yes. journey and story is all about <laughs> these little things that keep making it to where she can have, like, better things happen. Like, exactly. Yes. So I like cool. that. So yes. what was your um, pre-op diet look like? What did it look like for you? I was just about to say that. So my pre-op <laughs> diet was... Cool. Okay. I was on a low carb, high protein uh, up until one day of surgery. So the day before surgery, he was like, clear liquids, just straight liquids. So when everyone say like, yeah, I was on a two week liquid diet. I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't relate. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. I don't know what to do. You know, mine, I was still able to eat food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you, it is not a walk in the park. Yeah. Like, I, it is I not. I did two weeks before and it was it was hard. Like the first two days, yeah. you're like, yeah, I got this. You know, I'm going to get surgery in two weeks. Like by the third day, you're like ready to right. rip somebody's head off just mm-hmm. to chew something. Like <laughs> so and true. You're, you're drinking four shakes a day and you're just like, I'm tired of protein shakes. And, and at that time. After surgery, too. So it's just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> After surgery wasn't a big deal for me. Like towards right. the oh, towards the two week mark, like I was ready to 
to eat some real food. But it was the before, the yeah. pre-op diet that I was just like, I will, if you say the wrong thing to me, I will punch your lights out. <laughs> I was so hangry. I was, I, I wanted something. Well, yeah, like I, because mine was only 24 hours too. So I was like, I felt so bad. I was just like, oh, this is oh. Because like after oh. I feel like it's fine because you're like, I just had surgery. Of course, you're not going to be able to eat and do these certain mm-hmm. things. Like that's pretty normal for any surgery, really. Well, and So the- it's kind of funny that it's like, like that's why like we can all mentally handle it. Like doing two weeks prior with dealing with smells and like going places, I'd be like, ooh, that pizza smells good or that pasta smells good or whatever. I did not go anywhere that during that two weeks. Those- and my wow. sister-in-law actually lived with us during my pre-op diet. And so it was oh, my wow. sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, and their two kids. So obviously they're cooking real meals because they've got yes, kids. Man. I'm like, oh, peace, God. I'm going to go lay in my bed. Because I can't eat any of this. Yeah, there's no point. Yeah. So I like didn't really leave my bedroom because I did not want to come in contact with any food. Because right, right, right. I understand. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So tell us about day of surgery. What? How did that look like for you? So day of surgery, um, emotional. Yeah, (laughs) because it's something that I've been wanting all my life to you know just lose the weight and be um, healthy Mm -hmm. it was super emotional um like I said I filmed the entire thing so from like January 2016 to end of December my friend shout out to Maddie um she was over there (laughs) filming me so we're like emotional we're praying and Mm -hmm. you know when I get in the car I'm like oh my god this is the moment like I'm about to have the rebirth that's why my documentary called the rebirth of Lady Amber I'm about to be a whole new woman when I wake up on this table I just can't wait Um, So we get there and I was shocked because I'm not really close to my family, but my family showed up to the hospital. So that was really different for me, you know, for them to be there to support me. It was my aunt um, and one, two, four of my cousins, my brother, um, his girlfriend at the time, um, my videographer, Maddie. And they was just all crammed into the room, just waiting for me. And they stayed there the entire time. My surgery was like, four and a half, five hours. Oh, but wow. I was in recovery for a long time because mm-hmm. when I came out, my blood pressure was sky high for oh. some apparent reason. My blood pressure was high. So I was in recovery for like three hours maybe because my blood pressure for some reason would not break. And it was just like, oh, we don't know what's going on. Yeah. We got to get this blood pressure down. So yeah, my blood pressure was super high, they were saying. But it's- my surgery went perfect like everything was fine okay it was just my blood pressure was just high so they had to get that down my family they was just like nervous because it's like okay she's been back there almost eight hours to them yes but of course I was already out of surgery I was just in the recovery room so got it so is it I, I felt like it went well is it normal <laughs> for the bypass to take that long um I I'm don't think so. I okay. just think he was probably just really taking his time because like mm-hmm. I said, he hasn't operated on someone as large. Oh, okay. And he just wanted everything, you know, to just go right. I think it usually takes maybe like two hours, mm-hmm. at okay. five, two, three hours. I'm not sure, but mine's just a little longer. But I didn't have anything removed. So like I still have my gallbladder. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to get a hernia repair. Oh, good. Awesome. So. Yeah, because I know those are things that they won't know until they get in there. And then a Mm -hmm, lot of the times, mm -hmm. uh, one of our followers, Katie, she ended up having to have a hernia Mm -hmm. fixed while she was getting her sleeve done. So I know that's something that they they look for when they go in there, especially with um, 
you know, women, because I had a big belly too. So mm-hmm. when I, before I had surgery, and so I know that that's something sometimes that's that, like a sign, right? Yeah. The big, the yeah. big belly. The rounder. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. So what was I going to ask? I totally had a question <laughs> in my head and now I, I lost it. So I know you have one. So go right ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say like, how, how did it feel like waking up? Like, were you in pain or was, could you walk? Like a lot <laughs> yes. of people have, it's different for everyone. So it's funny you asked that. As soon as you asked, I just see me on my documentary. So when I woke up, I was just like, I need drugs. I need drugs back. <laughs> I was like, oh my please, God. I need the drugs. I am in pain. What is going on? Oh my God. And I was like, I'm in a lot of pain, but I did it. And then I started crying. I'm so emotional. I'm a Taurus. I'm always in my feelings. So Aww. I was just like, <laughs> I get it. I was just like, I did it, but please, I need drugs now. They're like, we're going to give it to you. We got to get you in the room. I'm like, you guys not pushing me quick enough. Like, <laughs> I didn't like it, didn't hurt. The actual surgery did not hurt me. I okay. had a Q pain pump. So it was a pain pump that, like, was inside of me oh so it would pump the medicine like every 30 to 40 minutes and then once it was done you would have to pull it out it was super scary to pull it out so uh, yeah <laughs> i'm like oh no <laughs> yes. i don't want to do that so where yes. is that at in your in your stomach you get to um, pull it, it out was actually in one of my incisions it was really weird how he did that yeah and then like a pain pump and i wore it around my neck okay. i didn't have to press anything it's just every 30 minutes it was like this big ball and every 30 minutes it would shoot the medicine I guess inside me I can tell when it's like working because I feel like feeling. yeah I knew when it was working so I really didn't have to take the medication he sent me home with the hydrocodone Mm -hmm. or something because I had the pain pump my most pain was gas oh that's what I hear gas strips did not work the peppermint (sighs) tea did not work oh no like what's going on i'm walking i'm trying my best to move i'm like i'm not passing enough gas <laughs> that was my worst pain ever was the gas yeah pain. i i would completely agree now i had the sleeve but i had <laughs> horrible gas pains so yes. it was like as soon as i woke up i was like okay can i walk yet can i walk yet and yeah. they're like well let let us like get you laid in bed and like well then we'll have oh, you walk that's... and i was like no i need to walk now like i have gas pain yes. and i read that the more you walk the yeah. more like the better it gets so i'm like let's out. walk like let's let's do yes. this and so yes. i was like doing yes. laps in my brain i pictured you being like nah bitch i got to walk <laughs> no, literally yeah. i i think the nurse thought i was a little crazy cuz i was like no i need to walk and like you know you're high on meds and you just right, had right. surgery and you're telling these nurses that you're going to go walk and they're like no um, you're going to lay you down probably sit down <laughs> like yeah. let's just sit you down so you'll be fine to walk too because it was hurting like it felt yeah. like someone was just punching me in my stomach constantly. Oh. and I was like did y'all put too much gas in me I'm like do I supposed to feel like this like I've right. never felt pain like that ever mm-hmm. in my life yeah. I don't have any kids so I don't know how pregnancy pains or anything feels so I'm just like they don't pump you full of gas back. so with <laughs> for the baby there's no gas involved so like yeah we oh, don't wow. feel that at all like so that's the deal with when we talked to one of the doctors I can't remember which doctor it said but yeah they're like physically pumping you up full of gas until your stomach and everything's like filled 
Emma. Was it my my doctor? Yeah. yeah. So that's why because gas He's gets Patterson. trapped after they sew you up and then you have mm-hmm. to move around to get it all out. Yeah. You would think they have something to suck the gas. Right? That's what I said. Like one of the like the air pumps that they just oh stick God. in one of the incisions and they just pull it and it's just like yeah. well they have yeah. some. <laughs> Well, remember, she said that it's someone's job to push you down, though. So, yeah, like by somebody's the way, job is like to push you, like push your abdomen and get that gas out. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. obviously, like there's, they can't get everything. You can't get all the gas out. Like, <laughs> right, but right, right. we were talking with Ethan mm-hmm. um, and he said that if you take um, omeprazole, which is Prevacid, mm-hmm. that that helps yeah. Prilosec. with the Prilosec. Yeah. 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 OK. Pre- Prevacid, Prilo- it's all the same. Okay. Um, <sighs> it's. <gasps> that that actually helps too, and some doctors will just automatically prescribe it to you. Yep, my yeah. doctor did. Okay. Oh, good, good. So, but yours didn't help, obviously, and I was already on it, and mine didn't, didn't help. How long did so. that last for you? With the pain, yeah, the gas pain, yeah. the gas pain. Ooh, I would say maybe. I feel like a week. Okay. I feel like a week. Yeah. That's a yeah, solid pain. Because mm-hmm. before oh. COVID, I've been, I worked from home. I've been working from home since 2010. So um, I just took a whole month out of work because oh. I was like, I've never had surgery. I don't know how this going to be. Mm-hmm. And I do remember like my first week, it was just more gas payment. By the second week, I'm driving, running errands. You know, oh, I'm wow. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's, yeah, it wasn't like... I feel like you had this, you, she had a little bit bigger of an incision. Yeah, no gas pain, but I oh. had like a pain right where the incision, the bigger one is for when they okay. do the, the okay. liver and everything. Yeah. Cause they so. said that like they actually take the liver out, out. and like, and it lays on a it. thing. Yeah. And then they go wow. in and do, yeah. So it was completely different than mine, which mm-hmm. mine was all laparoscopic. And oh, I don't yeah, know if yours too. was too. Yes, mine was. Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, she was like in pain. Like when I told her I was walking laps, she was like. Hey, I was looking at her like, what are you talking yeah, she's about? Like, How did you even do that? Mm-mm. So like what? you, part of yours was. Yeah, it's just the one part where she takes your stomach out because she's like, she moves the liver out first and then mm-hmm. the stomach's underneath it and she pulls that and then she does the. Yeah. The so thing. she has a longer incision yeah. on the side. Gotcha. From where? Okay. So she had more pain. Well, and I could feel my um, organs move. It was freaking weird. So, like, I like wow. to lay on my stomach, too. And I couldn't lay on my stomach for months because, like, if I would move, I'd feel it shift. And I was like, oh, shit, what the it's fuck? so weird. Oh and I could so feel, weird. like, it was sore inside. I was like, this is so odd. Because, like, I called them and they're like, I was describing the feelings. And they're like, yeah, that's pretty normal. Right. And I was like, okay, all right. Cool. I, I was didn't have a lot to like compare it to. Nope, like no. she five didn't years have ago. anybody like you know like because I'm only I'm almost two years out. She was five oh, years, wow. so she wow. like she didn't have any friends that had had surgery. No. Yeah. She wasn't a part of this giant community that we have and now. So I'm, I'm pretty private, oh. so I never really had a face. I had a Facebook just just randomly, you know, and an Instagram randomly. So mm-hmm. I wasn't very good at sharing my story or looking for other stories. Mm-hmm. Which now I'm like, you should have, you should have mm-hmm. done some research like with other people because that would have been way more helpful to have someone to like randomly wow. message about this kind of stuff because. Yeah. That's why that's why we wow. started this podcast is because I felt so alone and ashamed of mm-hmm. being big and embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, there's got to be other people out there like that. Like, we got to help them because they don't know yet, like, how good it's going to be. Yeah. 
Like you just got to make the decision and do it. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're trying to help people that's make that decision. Me. That's why I started my Instagram and did my documentary because when I was 13, like I couldn't relate to someone who was like 300 pounds mm-hmm. or 200 pounds. I couldn't find anyone that was like 500, 600 pounds, mm-hmm. only the people on TV. But of course I had no way to contact. Them. Right. Exactly. So I was like, you know what? Let me just do my own documentary and make my page because I'm sure there's someone over 450 plus pounds mm-hmm. that's out here searching for someone that you can message or relate to. Mm-hmm. And once I started doing that, like I started meeting other people similar to oh, me good. and weight. And I was like, oh my God, there they go. They just needed somebody, you know? Yeah, so that's exactly. Where, that's where, can our, where can our followers <laughs> find that? The documentary. Yes, yeah, so it's on YouTube. It is okay. called The Rebirth of Lady Amber and that's Lady with an I L A D I Amber. Okay. Or if you click like the um link on my Instagram page, okay. I have like all like my articles and you can see my documentary there. It's four awesome. parts. Get your tissue. You're gonna cry. <laughs> every, every single person that's watched it cry, even me. And they're like, yeah, you got me tearing up, man. I didn't know you went through so much. You always have a big smile and you always pour into people. So to actually just hear about your journey and like the things you face, that was like, wow, how do you even smile? So definitely check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we will definitely. And we'll put point people on our page to go watch Thank it you. yeah because we want to we want to see that what was one of the mm-hmm. things on there that is a the tearjerker for you still um seeing me at my highest okay yeah <laughs> like just saying whoa like I can't believe I allowed myself to get that big mm-hmm. I can't believe people is like my friends and they allow me to go out the house like that or you know they always used to say you're so pretty to be a big girl you're so pretty to be a big girl Fucking hated I never that. actually had anyone say hey Amber I love you so much and I want you to live a long time mm-hmm. how can I help you like how can we get this weight off or you know do you need a friend to go walking or anything? I never had that so yeah. just looking at that and just seeing where how far I came every mm-hmm. time I rewatch it, I'm just like wow that was me you know I came mm-hmm. a long way yeah how uh, so post-op like what are the things that you did to be successful yes yeah, so I was ready to tell you guys my post-op was a little rough so okay. right after surgery maybe two or three weeks in I ended up getting a gastric stricture so gastric stricture is when like the narrowing is not allowing you to pass like your food or your fluid oh. so like I felt like I really I, I made the worst decision ever because I couldn't keep my fluids now I was still on my liquid part yeah so every time I would drink something I'm throwing it up it, it's not going down and I'm oh. calling and complaining and of course they're so used to patients complaining you know the first mm-hmm. two weeks I'm like please Dr. McGill, something is wrong by that third week. I'm like, I can't keep anything down. I can't take my vitamins. I can't drink water. I can't get Mm. my protein shakes. Something is wrong. So he ended up doing an emergency um, EGD, you know, when they go down Mm -hmm. in your um, throat with a camera. And that's when he realized I had a gastric stricture. So they they had to go in and kind of open me up just a little. And once he did that, everything started flowing. I was able to keep my fluids down, keep my medication down. Everything was like perfect. But for the first three weeks, I was regretting my decision. I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever done. Mm. I can't keep 
anything done done I mean down the only thing I'm doing is in the restroom with my head in the toilet because it just it hurts it felt like something was stuck yep. in my throat mm. and it was closed and it just pushing it back up mm. oh those three weeks was horrible oh, that sounds painful <laughs> yeah but I tell anybody I do it again and again and again and again mm. and again <laughs> yeah it's so worth it knowing where you um, are now yeah it makes a huge yeah. difference yeah, definitely. And I don't want to scare anybody. You know, it can happen to any type of bariatric surgery. You mm-hmm. can develop a gastric stricture, mm-hmm. um, but it's an easy fix. They can just go in and dilate it and open you up and you're good. I can, you can get one now after being like, I'm almost five years post-op. Okay. So I can develop another stricture now, you know, so anyone can get it. Um, don't think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Cause they may say, oh, you're fine. It's okay. You just have 30. You should know your body. If you feel mm-hmm. like something is stuck, and constantly getting stuck please mm-hmm. go to the emergency room or go somewhere because for sure okay for sure. what was your date <laughs> of your surgery again yes december 14th 2016 okay dang you got so close so close i know yes. you're worried about the new year coming up so yeah. Dang, yes, that's awesome. Yes, yes. It was uh, like my Christmas gift to myself. Right. I was just gonna <laughs> ask you how was it going through Christmas and and the new year and like was it was it uh, hard with food? Well, around that time I didn't care for food because I was throwing up. I had yeah, no structure. So structure yeah. Okay. I just wanted that to be fixed. So that was kind of okay for me. Okay. New Year's. That was a little tough because usually New Year's slash, you know, Super Bowl fall mm-hmm. right up under that. I'm mm-hmm. like always ordering wings and we have having food and things. So that was a little tough for me. But I made it through. And, you know, like prior to that, you know, Thanksgiving, I couldn't have my last Thanksgiving meal because I was on a low carb, high protein. Oh, so no. I was in there like I fixed the plate and I was just like. Uh, <laughs> <smell> it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, oh, my God, I miss you. Uh, I got my high off food. <laughs> smelling the stuffing. That was my yes. favorite is I love stuffing and I, yes. could, I could just eat stuffing. Like yeah, I'm not a fan. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And so my last um, or my first Thanksgiving after surgery, I was like, I couldn't have any stuffing. Yeah, no. Because yeah. I was so <laughs> like, I was very strict with myself and I was just like, so I remember like standing over the bowl and I'm like, no, I don't think you were strict with yourself. You followed the doctor. I well, one hundred percent. I did follow my doctor's um, plan, but I was also mm-hmm. very strict with myself. Like, of there was nothing that wasn't on plan. Like, oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I, I did not veer from that path at all because I right. was like, the, I'm right. not putting anything in my system that is not going to help me do what right. I want to do. Yeah, that's the whole point of food now. Yeah. It's just nutrition now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, but right after surgery, once everything was fine, um, it was great. You know, just seeing my body go through different changes and to see me beat my food addiction. Mm. Um, you know, I lost, how can I explain it? And certain foods that I used to love, I started hating. And certain food that I used to hate, I started loving. Like, yeah. for instance, I hated hummus. I hated collard greens. Right after surgery, I'm like, Give me all the greens and hummus. And I'm like, wow, I never was a coffee fan after surgery. I ended up buying a Keurig and I have to have a cup of coffee every single day. So it's just <laughs> weird, like how my body changed and my taste buds is changing. Mm, and I'm yep. trying things I never thought I would try before, like tofu and vegan food. I'm wow. here for it. I didn't like Greek yogurt. I love Greek yogurt now. So it was just amazing, like just to see 
when you change your mind and you change your outlook on things, you know, you may end up liking things you didn't like before. Yeah, <laughs> you know? That's one of the things that does change because yes. we do an episode, random things that are normal. And but like, that's mm-hmm. one of them. It's like, your yeah, taste you, buds can totally change right after surgery. It's like, crazy. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like some of the things that I was like, mm, nope. Like I didn't like really like chicken thighs before surgery. Oh, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't really care. I would just nope. eat chicken breasts. Like that was that was what I ate. Now I can't get enough of chicken thighs. <laughs> like I oh, wow. I don't use chicken breast at all. Yeah, every I time it's chicken thighs. thighs. It's yeah. funny. Boneless, skinless chicken thighs in the crock pot. It's perfect. Mm. It's awesome. (laughs) Like I do a barbecue version, a teriyaki version, and I usually make enough that you can eat it throughout the week. Yeah. Which is, that's the best part too. Yeah. I need that teriyaki recipe. I love teriyaki. Oh, it's good good too. Like, yeah, I'll I'll give it to you. I'm going to be uploading it onto our YouTube page of how to make it. So yeah. And I'll have the recipe on there and it's easy. Like. Okay. Throw everything in the crock pot. Five hour late, five hours later, it's done. So. Oh, I love recipes like that. Right. <laughs> yes. It makes so much easier. Well, and it's like days like today when we're recording, mm-hmm. like I may not get you home until cooking. seven or eight mm-hmm. at night. And it's like, I'm going to mm-hmm. have to have something. So it's nice to have mm-hmm. the crock pot because then I right. know like there's no need to stop and get food because food is already mm-hmm. done at home type of thing Mm -hmm. so you don't tempt yourself exactly because it's very tempting when you're busy and you're like i just need to Mm -hmm. eat something and go home and go to sleep because i got to get up and do it all over again tomorrow it's nice to you know it's very tempting to be like oh i'll just stop and get a burger or you know whatever so but those are the old habits you really realize you really realize like they do not cater to people who eat healthy like no everything is just even when you take like if you get a burger and you take the bread and stuff off, it's still not really good for you. I'm no. like, wow, there's not enough healthy fast food chains. You know? Correct. Well, and the ones that are like Panera, I mean, yeah, you're easily going to spend bread, $20 just 20, 30, 40. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like I went yes. and I bought it for my mom and myself and I got three items. She got half a sandwich and a soup, cup of soup. And I got one of their flatbread pizzas because I'm like, well, that'll carry me over for three days because they're huge. It was like $30. And I'm like, how is this? Like, I should be able to go and order a $5 salad. Seriously. Right. right, Well, if anybody's listening, make a business model for us people so we can just go through the drive-thru. Although, although (laughs) Chick-fil-A, their grilled chicken nuggets. She's addicted. They're bomb. Yes. And you can add They're them really to salads. So you get a side I'm salad and you yep. shake up the chicken with the sauce and then you pour it over the top of the salad. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're supposed to be yes. getting one. So I'm like, she's excited. Come on, Chick-fil-A. What was really? your, yeah. yeah. What was your first like solid food? Oh, wow. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Um... My first solid food. Yeah. Maybe I maybe maybe chicken. It had to be chicken something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can't remember what type of chicken, but I know for sure a chicken. Okay. <laughs> because right. at the time my brother was still living with me. Mm. So of course I'm the main cook. So he mm. wasn't into healthy eating, but I knew yes, yeah, probably was baked chicken or something. Because okay. he would eat that. 
That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So how did, was your brother really supportive of your surgery and like really like helping you along the way as you went along your journey? Yeah. Even before surgery, it had gotten to the point where I couldn't really bend down and tie my shoes. So he used to tie my shoes in public. And you know how embarrassing that would probably make him feel like, dang, I gotta tie my sister shoes Mm. in public or like help me fix my clothes or something. Mm -hmm. So he was super supportive. I used to be like, Jared, I can't tie my shoes. And, And just sitting back thinking about it now, like, I can tell he used to have frustration on his face, but he knew that he had to do it for me type thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he was super supportive. Like even now when he see me, he just like, wow, you just, you look like mom. The more smaller you get, the more you look like mom. Or I just can't believe, you know, this is you or I wish mom was alive to see your success, you know? So yeah, he was super supportive of me or like if I wanted I say, for instance, I go in the store and I'm looking at the candy and he'll like push me out of the way. Like, nope, we're not yep. doing this. Keep walking. And then waste all your time getting this surgery. That's good. <laughs> and candy. I yeah. like it. I like that. So yeah. the, the, I just really want to touch on like the enabling behavior that you got mm-hmm. from your friends. Now, do you still mm-hmm. talk with them? Are they, do they enable you to this day? No, I don't talk to those friends anymore. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah. Just no. figured that was not where your friendships needed no. to lie. Okay. I know no, we lost no, some no, too. No. So we <laughs> yeah, feel you. We, we yeah. all, I think that's common, you know, like just you yeah. get a surgery and some of them just can't hang with you anymore. Just, well, and I think yeah, the enabling behavior. Bad, bad, bad one. Yeah. yeah. I had a bad breakup with one of my good good friends um at the time it was like two months after surgery and I'm not gonna go into details of what made us lead there but the fact she was just like I hope you have all the extra skin in the world and I hope you die from recovery and you will always be a fat bitch and you wow and you're gonna have all this extra skin you would never be pretty and I was just like where does inner hate come from like, yeah I'm thinking you're my best friend and mm-hmm. Like, dang, girl. These nasty things about me. Yeah. A lot of people, I lost a couple of friendships, and I guess they were just afraid or maybe felt intimidated Mm -hmm. that, like, now I see my worth. Like, I'm not that Mm -hmm. yes friend anymore because I was that yes friend where, like, they knew they can rely on me and they can count on me. I'm always there. And now I'm out here living my best life, enjoying life and being able to do things I couldn't do before. So I wasn't always available, but I'm still your friend. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm out here enjoying life I can go shopping um in 2018 me and my boyfriend and his son we end up getting a six class membership and we was at six class every single day no bullshit yeah like, I can print out and show you where we went to six class every single day to the point where I'm so six class out like, <laughs> <laughs> but because you could you could go and do those yeah, things those are That's fun exciting. things that is really exciting that was my first job and when I was 15 years old, Six Flags was my first job. And oh. I was the friend that held all the book bags and the purse because oh. I couldn't get on the ride. Mm. So I was making up from age 15 up until I was 28 years old. So, yes, every single day mm. I'm at Six Flags because I couldn't do it. Like after work, you know, we can get on the rides for free. We can eat all the food we want. Mm. I'm holding the bag. Okay, y'all have fun. Okay, give me your phone. I'll take a picture. Well, we had digital cameras around that time. Yeah. Yeah. Camera. <laughs> I'll take your picture and things. So I was that friend. So I didn't really mm. get to get on the rides. And the only ride I could get on was the train, boring, mm. or like the um the carousel, like right. kitty rides. Mm. I couldn't yeah. 
go experience Goliath or the Georgia Scorcher, things yeah. like Batman. So, you know, like that whole year I'm going, we would be there for like the first thing when they open the gate. So the gate opened at eight, we're there at seven o'clock in the morning. So we can be one of the first ones there to be able to get on all the rides. And we're done by 12 o'clock. Nice. So 12 or one. Wow. Where the sun's coming out, people coming. We're already on road all the rides in the park. Nice. <laughs> awesome. I went to um, Florida last November and we went to oh, wow. um, Disney World and Universal. And mm-hmm. that was what I enjoyed the most was being able to go on the rides and like feel yeah. free. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I was like, I used to hate rides. And I don't know if that was just like, me being like afraid of not fitting onto the ride, right, the uncomfortability part, or something like yeah. that, or like yeah. not wanting the fear. But it's like mm-hmm. I already beat. Like I, I'm here still, so let's just say yes and let's just try it. Like yeah, do more and I things. Ended up loving so it. Good. Yeah, yes, it feels so good. Yeah. Like, I can remember the first time when I was able to get on the ride and to hear that click click, let me know like I can fit. Yep. They're not like, hey, you're too fat. And then I'm just crying. And then mm. we're going up and we drop down. I'm like, yeah, fucking yeah. yeah. I'm screaming because I'm <laughs> excited. I'm happy. It felt Yay. so good. I'm like, wow, I feel normal. Like, yeah. this is what it feels like. And I'm like, let's go do it again and yep. again and again and again. Yes. <laughs> my favorite ride in Universal was Haggard's motorbike ride. And it went oh so fast. <laughs> and I was screaming the whole time. But it was like, I as soon as that ride, that. oh, it's fun. <laughs> It's fun. I'm a Harry, big Harry, Harry Potter. I love. Oh, Harry that's Potter, her jam. So. I have really? that. Oh my god! And then oh, my so whole dope. right here is a phoenix. Actually, I'm gonna show her. I'm wearing a jacket, yes. so I might as well. So <laughs> it's based off of Fox. Um, but well, it's so funny because like oh, I don't know bad. much. I like it. Thanks. And then it's my date, my surgery date. Isn't right it? There. Yeah. <sighs> So, so I love Harry Potter. Well, it's funny because like I've seen all of them, and so I'm like, I know mm-hmm. that's a phoenix. I don't know where it comes from. I don't. I know that's a something hollows on your wrist, but definitely I don't know. Hollows. Yeah, but definitely hollows. Definitely hollows. Yeah. Oh, man. Sometimes she talks, wow. and I'm just like, I need to teach you better because. <laughs> I could watch Harry Potter all day, every day. Me too. If I ever have a child, my baby shower would be Harry Potter. I want to name my daughter Hermione. And if I get married, I want to have a Harry Potter wedding in Good thing my boyfriend loves Harry Potter. So I'm, I'm like, we're having a Harry Potter wedding. And if you don't like it, oh, well, you just can't come. <laughs> You're like, I'll marry myself and my Harry Potter just team. sign the license. Yeah. I'll do the party part. Yeah, I'll, I'll take care yes. of the party. Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm right there with you. Harry Potter, like, that's my that's my jam. Like, And when I go on Facebook and I see those pictures where people have had weddings and baby showers, I'm like, oh, my God, I want so Right? So oh, cool. yes. Yeah, hopefully you'll get to do that. That'll be a, Yes. So cool. Yes, we expect to see all the photos when that happens. Of course. Of Hell course. yeah. Yes. <laughs> so like we have a lot more to go, actually, I think. Like because sure. what is what is the workout situation? Like, how did you like start your movement and your routine? Well, I started off walking because it was hard for me to walk when mm. I first had surgery. Okay. Um, not first had surgery, but before surgery, because walking from where I'm at to my front door. 
I would be out of breath. My okay. head would hurt. It feel like I'm dying and I'm mm. wheezing. So right after surgery, once I was cleared to start doing movement, I started walking because I really couldn't do that. Like, mm. so that felt good to be able to accomplish walking, like walking for 10 minutes, now going to 20 minutes, mm-hmm. now going to 30 minutes. So I did a lot of walking in the beginning. Um, I will say this. I'm really sorry. Something oh, you're I'm really insecure about going to the gym still to this day because I have all this extra skin and I just feel like people would notice me or stare at me, even though people tell me like, hey, Amber, don't worry about it. You came a long way. But that's just that I have body dysmorphia. Yeah. So I still see the 565 pound me when I look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So that bothers me, like having all this extra skin and I'm being in the gym and people like, I feel like they're staring at me because I got all this extra skin just mm-hmm. hanging out. So I haven't really went into somebody's gym, but I do do like workouts at home. I watch YouTube. I may go on you guys' page or just somebody's page and just try to imitate and do what you guys yeah. are doing. Yeah. But I want to remove that though. Like I want to remove that stigma of being insecure or going into the gym. I want to mm-hmm. accomplish that. And that's definitely on my bucket list for this year. I want to be able to get in there and be like, no one is caring about you. They're not staring at they you. Don't. They don't care. Yeah. You know, but every time I get the courage, I just freak out. And, and that's something I'm battling with myself day by day, though. Seriously. Yeah, I would say to help you with that is like when you do go to the gym, just join mm-hmm. one of the classes first. OK, because okay. everybody in there are so nice and they okay. want to help you do well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then okay. once I did that, because I did that like three months after surgery, so I was still like heavy, like 280s, you know, and they just could uh-huh. see like the effort and then they like everybody was just kind of comes in like a community. Um, and then oh, no one says wow. shit because really they're all scared. Even like this dude that was really? like, yeah, even this big muscular guy that's like in there <laughs> twice a day, he's just like, I have to be here. I have to be here. Like I have to make sure I'm all wow. these things. And like, so I just know that, what I've come to learn from other people is that everybody's insecure about being at the mm-hmm. gym. Everybody's worried that everybody's yeah. going to be looking at them. And really, they're in their own head, listening to their own music, trying to focus on their you know, regimen for that day. So yep. it's like right, they're right. really not caring. It's really ourselves okay. that are caring. <laughs> yeah. So we have to like right. get over ourselves. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. I mean, there's sometimes where I'm. I, you know, I have body dysmorphia hit me smack in the face. I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, there's no way you can wear that out into public people are going to stare at you or they're going to see like the fact that your legs are a little droopy uh, like the skin and (laughs) nobody cares no one nobody cares like i took i don't know if you saw it but we posted a picture saturday yes and it's like me basically from Mm -hmm. the back and it's my like i don't have any like top on and so it's very like risque but all I see is all the flaws I see the stretch marks I see like a little bit of flood hanging over and I showed Melanie and she's like that's a really great picture and I was like "Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna post it and she's like I was like maybe I'll crop it here and she's like I know what you're doing you're (laughs) trying to crop your body out and you're not going to and she made me post it and it was great it was very like Free. You sound like me. That's me. Like when people take pictures of me, I find all the negatives. I don't mm-hmm. see the beauty in it. So I, I yep. can relate. That's so me. Yes, yes. I definitely see the negative. But I think that's kind of a an epide- epidemic within our society oh, yeah. is that you yeah, tend yeah. to go towards the negatives, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. what like. I see only stretch marks, but Melanie just sees the beauty in it. Yeah. And she's like, you right. look great. And it's like, why can't I see it 
from your eyes, right. you know? Yeah. Right. Well, right, and right. they say that we are way negative and haters of ourselves. Oh, yeah. Than anything else. We'll so. tell everybody right. else how great they look, how beautiful they are. And but then when it comes to yourself, you're very, very negative. Mm-hmm. And it's I, I want to stop. That. It's an, I want to stop the negative. It's very talk. toxic. I do, too. Yeah. I do, too, because I feel like your mouth is the most powerful thing on your body. So if you keep saying it, you're going to force yourself to believe like right. something is wrong or you're not beautiful or you mm. have this and that. And that's constantly me. Like I can look in the mirror and be like, ew, I have this extra skin or mm. um, like I'm breaking out in my face. I'm just like, I just see all the negative. Mm-hmm. And like, if I take pictures, I can take 50 pictures and only like one. Right. Where everyone yep. else, girl, that's a bottom picture. No, you look good. I'm like, yep. you see my belly. You see my skin. Yep. There. You see my stretch marks. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. nope. So yep. It's a work in progress. Well, they say <laughs> that they say it takes it takes five positive comments to erase your one negative one. Yeah, and if you think mm-hmm. a negative thought about yourself and you catch yourself, you're supposed to say three positive things to yourself. Yeah. So if you say, wow. "Oh, I don't like those stretch marks," and you're like, "Oh wait, no, no, I love this about myself. I love this about myself." Like you're supposed to stay positive, and then that yeah. kind of. Eventually, you start thinking positive, not negative. Right. I've yeah. used it like a little that. bit. I use that. It works. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to try to use that. Thank yeah. you. I like that. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. It's, I try. <laughs> well, that's all you can do. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, when yeah. I catch myself in it, then, yeah. I, then I'll be like, okay, wait, no. Let's let's reverse that thought a little bit. Yeah, like this whole journey is a learning process and mm-hmm. it's a mind fuck. Like you have to deal with like, did you yeah. have any breakdowns? I had breakdowns. I'm just so angry of like letting myself get this big and like can't believe I hadn't had the mm-hmm. surgery. And then like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I can't eat any of these foods anymore. Like it was just like, what what do I do with this feeling? Because I want to eat and I can't eat. Like it's mm-hmm. just a lot. Yes. It's a lot. I'm guessing yes. you had yes. a lot of breakdowns during your journey. I definitely had a lot of breakdowns during my journey. Um, just before surgery, like I said, I was dealing with a lot, losing my mother, becoming a quote unquote mm-hmm. mom by gaining custody of my brother. And then I was probably like, let's see, 2013. I was like a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like the workload and just just trying to find myself, trying to run a successful business at the time. Mm-hmm. And then after surgery, you know, I still had some breakdowns because I was comparing myself to others, which I think I see a lot of people in our yep. community when they're like fresh out of surgery. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I'm not losing a lot of weight. I'm not doing this. We all get into the moment of comparing yourself to others who have had the surgery around the same time you did. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I had a bad relationship with food. So just breaking that mm-hmm. addiction with food, you know, like where I would get depressed or I feel a certain way. I can't go run back to food. I can't go get chocolate, go get a tub of ice cream or get pizza. But that was hard. Yeah. So I had to fight myself to make sure like I didn't pick up any other addictions. Like I don't drink or anything. But mm-hmm. at that moment, I'm like, OK, well, maybe I'll go get a, a bottle of wine and just drink wine. So it was mm-hmm. it's hard. You know, yeah. like you you're so accustomed to doing something for so long to where now you're just like okay I can't do this I have to put this energy into something else you know mm-hmm. so yes even now like I don't know you guys seen like right now I'm battling depression um okay. like I said I'm in school working on my doctorate so that's a lot on me I'm yeah. not a perfectionist but when it comes to my school I don't play the games like I 
take everything serious. I'm paying out of pocket for these classes. Yep. <laughs> yep. So it's just like, it's very overwhelming. And I just feel like my professor is just like really just picking me out. Mm. I don't want to say too much, but I just feel like we're just, I'm ready to just get a whole new professor. At this gotcha. Point. You're not jelling. And um, um, right now I don't have a job at the moment. So I lost my job. So mm. dealing with that, like being at a company for so long and then you just up and lose your job. So I'm mm. dealing with that um, and not being able to find a job as quick as I mm. needed. So just dealing with that. Like I said, I deal with body dysmorphia and then, you know, I had a miscarriage in November. So oh, all of these things are just playing on me. So I'm just like, I'm in a... I'm getting out of that dark place, but mm. it's kind of hard because I'm like, I'm, I was eating things I mm. didn't supposed to eat. I, like I'd be mm. I'm very transparent, but I'm like, you know, no, 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 no. Amber, what the fuck are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. why are you trying to eat a piece of candy or you're going to get like two fudge bars or you're doing this and that. So mm. I just noticed like recently, like I'm going slowly back into my old ways. So what I did, I just ended up throwing everything out of my pantry, everything out mm-hmm. of my refrigerator and just like, I can't do that. So I have to put these feelings and this energy somewhere else. So lately I've been looking at like free online yoga classes. Yeah. I want to try mm-hmm. yoga. I've never done it before. Yeah. Um, so um, I am a member of yelp.com. So I'm an elite member. So I review different restaurants and things like that. Oh, and cool. by being an elite member of Yep, um, they actually have like yoga week for us next week. So I signed up for all nice. the Zoom yoga classes. So I'm going to try that out. I went and bought my mat. This man right here. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little excited about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's so positive. We, we love the yoga. Yes. I think you'll enjoy it. It's yes. very I've never calming. Done that before. I, I never wanted to do yoga. No, she yoga. I was like, no, it's mm-hmm. slow. I don't want to do it. Like, this is the worst thing ever. And we did one session and I was I was hooked. Yeah. Like, really? Because it just stretches wow. you out and it gives you time to, like, just be present within wait. yourself. Yeah. Yes, you're going to love Ooh. it. A great online yoga that's free is Yoga with Cassandra. That's our favorite. She's yoga so good. Cassandra. Yes. Okay. Cassandra and with a K. Now. Yeah. Cassandra with a K. With a K. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And she's she fantastic. YouTube? YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yes. And okay. she has all levels. So she has, like, like oh, 15 wow. minute beginner, 20 minute, 30 minute. And we started like just beginner level, like didn't know anything. And then I was, wow. I was hitting immediate. We were hitting imme- intermediate. And then obviously yeah. like, then we got in our funks and never, yeah. we got to get back in. Yeah. It. <laughs> oh, wow. but, I just found her just subscribe. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yes. You'll love her. She's very calming. Like very, some of the things like, she'll you'll be just like oh okay but it really (laughs) does like she's like you know have your palms straight towards the air like just thinking about what you're doing or or like setting an intention for the day yeah that's what I love like she says pick a word and usually you know you could Mm -hmm. do like positivity or productive or something like that and then you just like manifest that in your yoga session, which is nice. Thank you. So yeah. I want to yeah. learn to meditate as well too. So yes. That's my bucket list. That <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Meditation is hard. That one's hard. That one's harder. Really? And it's just because like yeah, I don't know about you, but like turning off the reel like is really hard for me. Wheel. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So with yeah. the meditation helps you get to that point, but it's like I've not gotten to that point yet. It's, hard <laughs> it's work. really hard. Yeah. <laughs> so because I'll lay in bed and I'll be like 
especially right now with everything going on. And I'm sure you can relate with everything you have going on. Like you just analyze every second of every day and Mm -hmm. it just never stops. So Mm -hmm. I think yoga would be great for you. I think it would. Yeah, I think it would give you some calming effects. Yeah, we're going to be needed. watching. We're going to be watching your page, checking yeah. you out. Awesome. I want to see some yoga posts. <laughs> She's Yay. reading something. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> oh, I can't. Oh, is she talking to us? I don't know. Oh, no. She's talking to someone else. I don't know. She told us to wait. That's what I okay. got out of that. All right. <laughs> Okay, I can hear you now. Oh, there okay. we go. All right. All right. We're like, what happened? <laughs> All right. Well, do you, is there anything else you want to add? Is there anything from your journey that we missed that you think people would like to know or can learn from? Um, Just stay true to yourself and stay true to your journey. Um, definitely be open and transparent. Don't be nervous and scared because you never know who you're inspiring. Mm. You know, it's amazing how like I can just share something like the other day I wrote about depression and the different signs because mm. someone said to me, you don't look depressed. And I'm like, well, I didn't <laughs> know depression had a face. It doesn't. So yeah. when I posted about the different signs, mm-hmm. I end up getting like a hundred messages like, wow. I didn't realize like mm-hmm. I was battling depression. This is me. You're describing mm-hmm. me to the T. So just yeah. being open about mm-hmm. it. Like, yes, you can keep certain things private. Like I keep my relationship private, but when it comes to me, mm-hmm. I'm very open. And I didn't realize like I help out a lot of people. So, mm-hmm. you know, this community can be great. You can use it in a great way. You know, mm-hmm. I make sure I stay away from the negative. So definitely, you know, reach out, you know, we're all here. I feel like I wouldn't, gotten this far without our community because I didn't know anyone who had weight loss surgery yep. so I was in the Facebook groups on Instagram yep. reaching out and everyone and I came through was super super nice they mm. was willing to like drop what they were doing and help me out or mm. give me recommendations help me when I'm like being like on a stall or I want to try different vitamins or if I want recipes, I have an inbox full of recipes and things. Oh, so cool. Definitely awesome. just, you know, step out on faith and just be you. You know, you never know who you're inspiring or who's looking up to you or who you're motivating. Um, even in my like personal life, so many um, peers reached out and they're like, you know, I don't want weight loss surgery, but you inspired me mm-hmm. to like look at life different yeah. or, you know, mm-hmm put back the junk food and just want to live healthy and just mm. take life serious, you know? So it's amazing. You know, I'm, I'm so happy and so humbled to be where I'm at. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what I have to say. <laughs> that's great. I love it. We that's love that's the yeah. best advice I think anybody can give you is just be authentic and, you know, just try your best every single day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. Because I, I it. tell people all the time, like, it's not always about, you know, how can I put it? You always see the good, but mm-hmm. you rarely see, like, the bad. So that's right. why I'm like, hey, like, I'm in a dark place right now. I can't mm-hmm. give y'all, like, the happy post Monday to Transformation Tuesday. No, I'm human at the mm-hmm. end of the day. And this is some of the things we go through. Like, you're, I can't, I'm not happy 24-7. Yep. And by me just sharing that little part of my journey, mm-hmm. I have so many 
men and women like reaching mm-hmm. out to me and we're like keeping each other motivated or we checking in like, hey, yeah. how's today? You know, anything you could have done differently or is there anything I can do for you? So I love it. You know, Perfect. just being open and just letting people in and letting them know like, this is me today. This is how I'm feeling and I'm a work in progress. We're just going to keep on swimming and keep on moving. I yes. love it. Yes. That's the just best. Keep swimming. Because that's what we're all about yes. is being real and raw and like, there is good to the weight loss surgery, but there's also bad things too. And it's not really like yeah. bad because of the surgery it's just we're human mm-hmm. and no one's freaking perfect. Yeah. And yeah. why are we always trying to be perfect? Like yeah. there's, there's yeah. not one out there. Yeah. Like even no, if you're the richest, perfect. you can be the most wealthiest, nope. richest person, but you can still have problems. Yep. You like, can still have bad days and be a fo- in a fog. The bariatric homegirl. Like, I'm your homegirl. I'm going to give it to you raw, straight, no chaser. I'm not your yes friend. Like, I'm going to let you know, like, hey, I fucked up this day, but it's okay. You know, I'm I'm taking accountable of this and I'm going to keep moving. You know, like, it's not all like, hey, guys, today's good. Hey, today's good. No. No, not not today. (laughs) My highs and my lows, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I posted one the other day. It was, uh, I found this song and it perfectly described how I was feeling since my husband okay. left me and you know it's very like it's a really raw song yeah like it really mm-hmm. it really spoke to me and so I was listening to it and I was like had all these emotions kind of boiling up in me and so I ended up taking a video of it and putting the words on it and posting it to our oh, our wow. Instagram yeah and I said you know one month ago my husband left me and this is the feelings that I'm dealing with since he left and I had so much response from it of like, you can Mm -hmm. do this. You're amazing. Like, you know, and it was just like the love, the outpouring of showing something. And so many people said, like, I really admire you for putting that out there because not everybody can do that. And I was just like, I felt so validated, you know, yeah. and I'm sure you felt it, too, when you said, you know, when yeah. you posted about your depression, like validated that, yes, I'm feeling like this and it's OK for me to feel like this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I have so much support behind me that I can get I can make it through this, too. Kind of, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's how I was like. It was just it's amazing. Well, this just the community is just so like thoughtful and caring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I never expected that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was all going to be a bunch Thank of haters you. and glamour people. Mm-hmm. And it's not. And yeah. it's I really mean, not. There are some glamour people. There are some haters. But it's not the amount that I thought it was going to be. This yeah. is it's overwhelming right. of love right. more than hate, which is. Yes. Freaking right. amazing. So I'm here. awesome. Well, thank well, you. Thank you so much for being on. We <laughs> enjoyed welcome. hearing all about your story. We thank cannot wait for, for our, to hear what our followers and our listeners think, because this is yes. amazing. This is a fun episode. Yes. Got to learn a thank lot you. about you and inspire thank more you. people. Yes. So. Thank so, you. And thank you for having this panel. This is so amazing. Yes. I, I've loved seeing different things like this for our community. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, so many people on the outside judge us yeah. or they think they know, or, you know, they say we're taking the easy way out, but then when oh. they start hearing podcasts or interviews, they're like, wow, I didn't know you guys had to go through that. Or mm-hmm. that's a lot you have mm-hmm. to deal with, you know? So thank you from the bottom of my heart for having me thank on this you. platform and allowing me to share my journey with you ladies. Of course. Yes. yes. We are breaking the stigma one episode at a time. That that's is right. Our goal. Yes. yes. Main goal here. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Amber. We really appreciate You're you welcome. being on and we will talk soon. Thank yes. You. 
All right. Have okay. a beautiful day. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye. Oh, perfect. All right. Well, that was Amber. That was Amber amazing. Bypassing. Yeah. She is so incredibly inspiring. I feel like she was a little bit of both of us. Seriously. Like when she first started talking, I was like, oh, she's totally a Melanie. Yep. And, and then, then she talked more and I was like, oh, well, maybe she has more of me. Like she's perfect, like balance of both of us. I think so, too. I think she like she you message meshes together. And then yeah. there's Amber. There's Amber. <laughs> so once again, Amber, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for being on. Yes. That yes. was incredible. We I am so inspired already. Seriously, her, it makes me feel good to know that like, hey, it's not and not everybody's having an easy time. No, it's not all rainbows and sunshine 24 seven. No, no, it's not. And it's OK to have depression. Mm-hmm. It's OK to feel your feelings. Yeah. Just one thing that everybody says is be transparent and communicate and take it one day at a time. Yeah. Give yourself some grace. That's what this one always says. Give yourself grace. All, all right. right. Thank you guys so much for listening. You've been listening to our Sleeve Life podcast, and we will see you next time. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you have enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform you get your podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Join us on patreon.com forward slash OSLP where you can get exclusive content. We would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logo, Nick Dukes for our web design, Dylan Godfrey for our editing, and Eric Fawn with 17th Street Studios for our music and recording space. Thank you for listening to our Sleeve Live podcast. We are breaking the stigma of weight loss and weight loss surgery one episode at a time. <laughs>